Hi everyone and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. Uh, in today's podcast we're going to discuss how we designed the McKinsey Close List uh, episode or session of the Consulting Office Season 2 with Kevin Coyne. And um, you know, I essentially served as a role of uh, designer or director for the entire shoot. So I'm going to talk you through how I designed this um, uh, episode and and why it was done in this way. So I think the first principle we had in mind when we designed this was to make it as realistic as possible. That's the first thing we wanted to do. So we tried to create as much realism as we could um, so that when subscribers and viewers were watching this, they would get a full appreciation for what was happening. And I'll talk about some of the things that um, that we did to, to do that. The second thing we wanted to do was to reverse the order and flow of the conversation. That's a very interesting trick that we use. So at times we would get Kevin to ask questions and at times we would let Kevin open up space for the candidates to ask questions. And that is probably one of the most interesting tricks that we that we used in this, well maybe tricks is a strong word, but one of the most interesting techniques we used in this episode. And then finally, uh, we wanted to see how the candidates would go about trying to build a relationship with Kevin. Firstly, would they actually actively do this? Or would they let Kevin do this? And then once the relationship was built, it is interesting to see where the relationship was built. So let's talk about you know creating realism here. So the layout, it's a full meal. As you can see, these people are actually eating. They, they had a vague understanding of what the menu was going to be beforehand, but I did change it at the last minute to introduce some variety. The other thing what you'll see here is that we we time compress this. So, you know, we, we set this to a 45-minute scene because we wanted uh, two candidates, Alice and Michael, to, I wouldn't say vie for attention, but to prioritize how they're going to manage the discussion because it wasn't, you know, something like a two-hour discussion. Now, there's some very important things that we built into the scene, and I'll tell you why we did it. There's something called the 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 server sequence. The server sequence is basically we had a um, a uh, waitress, uh, a very pleasant lady, serving them, and you will see her serving them in the footage. Now, why did we do that? We did that because we wanted to see if the candidates were so worried about impressing Kevin that they were going to ignore or dismiss the server when she arrived. So it's, it's a deliberate thing to see whether the candidate's pleasantness and you know calm demeanor translated to people that they did not think were important. Done that you know deliberately. The other thing we did is we looked at the rate at which they were eating. So, you know, sometimes you're so terrified of of doing something ridiculous in an interview that you take, you, you don't eat at times. So we were testing for that, you know, were the people so calm, so confident that they were displaying that calmness and confidence through their behavior. So if someone was taking three minutes to take one bite and it actually happened in the footage, you can very quickly see from an external perspective how that looks. And that's one of the things we were looking for. The The third thing in terms of realism is we set it up in such a way that, you know, Kevin would make a comment when he was changing what he was eating. So if he was moving from the, from the starter to the main, 
he would make a comment about it. If it was moving from the main to the dessert, he'd make a comment on it. And we wanted to see if the other, if, if, if Alice and Michael changed their eating patterns to follow Kevin, which if they did, would be, in my, my opinion, a sign of not showing confidence enough. So we, we set up that scene and you can see how they behave, you know. Did they show confidence or do they not show confidence? Now, the design of this was very careful, as you can see, to, to test for multiple things that candidates Alice and Michael couldn't know we were testing for. But you as a subscriber could see that. Now, finally, the two big things is that in a closeless dinner, a McKinsey partner is going to test to see if he can build a personal connection with someone. Now, the way Michael and Alice built this conversation is very surprising because the basis on which Michael built a relationship with Kevin is completely different from the basis on which Alice built a relationship with Kevin. So going into these, um, into the closeless dinner, we expected one candidate to do far better at building a relationship with Kevin and the other one to do far worse. But it didn't work out the way we, we thought it would. And, and, and why not? Because when you think about a McKinsey partner closeless dinner and you're sitting across from a guy who's, you know, been published in the Harvard Review like 20 times or something like that, you think the discussion is going to be all business. But what's interesting to see is that the basis on which the relationship was built had nothing to do with, with, with business at all. He had to do something with the you know, personal side of one of the candidates. And then the other thing is to see who was trying to build the relationship. Was Kevin trying to build a relationship or were the candidates, Alice and Michael, trying to build a relationship? And what we would do here, this is where we, we change the order of the flow of the conversation. If Kevin was only asking questions, we, could we couldn't say for sure that the candidate would try to take the lead to build a conversation because Kevin was not giving them an opportunity. So in designing this, we were very careful in the sense that Kevin would start off and lead the dinner by asking them, you know, why have you chosen consulting, which is a pretty tough question to answer up front, and why not private equity, why not investment banking, and so on. But then he would give them chances to ask him questions. And what we wanted to see is that when they asked questions, were they just trying to fill the time? Or were they really strategic in trying to build a common connection with Kevin? You know, were they looking for points of similarity, points of interest in their background? And 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 where in one situation, one of the candidates did struggle, and you can see that. And Kevin had to step in and ask them questions about their hobbies and so on. And the question is, did the candidate see that that is what Kevin was trying to do? And then you know, take that hint and, and run with it? Or did the candidate struggle to do that? Also, when we talk about, you know, your hobbies and so on, we're not, we are testing for analytical processes. Can you show us how you analyze the issues behind the hobby? Can you show us within that discussion that you have led teams, influence people and so on? So the design of the closest dinner was probably one of the most complex things we had to do because when you're designing a closeless dinner, you've got to set markers in the conversation, and when those markers are hit, we will then be able to demonstrate some skill or some lesson for the viewer. But the problem with doing this with a closeless dinner is that we don't know how the conversation is going to evolve. So it takes a lot of skill 
to maneuver it because the candidates cannot know the direction of the conversation. If they know the direction of the conversation, then it becomes an acted out scene and, and they didn't know anything about what was happening. So the kind of markers we've set here is three things. One is the um, server, the waitress coming in, because by introducing it in, we could test for certain things. The second one is the, is the way Kevin manage the flow of the conversation. Was he asking questions or he's allowing himself to ask questions? And the other marker we put in here was the way Kevin changed his um, eating habits. You know, when he moved from the f uh, starter to the main to the uh, dessert, you know, how would the candidates respond to that? And the fourth marker we put in here was what we called deliberately stressful questions to see how the candidates responded. You know, would they stop what they were doing or would they maintain the pace of the conversation? So, Personally, I enjoyed uh, watching and designing the um, dinner scene. The dinner scene is one of the most important footage here. I mean, sure, you could you could say the same thing about the cases, which we'll talk about later. But the dinner scene is something people always get wrong. Because while you are trained to be scripted, analytic, and professional when you're sitting and, do a and doing a case, most people have no clue how to do those things when they're eating. Especially if you've given something quite messy to eat. I mean, how do you look professional doing that? You know, you're worried about the way you look, which impacts your demeanor, which impacts your concentrations. So how do you manage the conversation? And, you know, it's not just you and the interviewer. You've got multiple people at the table. So it's almost a three-dimensional issue, four-dimensional if you think about it. You've got your points, the other person's viewpoint, Kevin's viewpoint, and then we introduce the waitress in there as the fourth dimension, and she's, you know, changing up the dynamic a little bit. So a very interesting scene, and I'm sure you will enjoy it as much as we did putting it together.